you say, welcome to another episode of Hotel Talk. My name is David Eisen. This is my podcast, Hotel Talk. Thank you for joining me. As always, it's always a pleasure to be with you. A lot going on in the world of hospitality. Uh, The lodging companies recently chimed in with their Q3 earnings, and it seems like everything is basically going pretty smoothly. The status quo, you you would say. Um, All the lodging companies talk about their you know, results now versus 2019 levels and Revpar either matching or exceeding 2019 levels. We've, we've always, we've been talking a, a lot about uh, average daily rates and how those are higher than 2019 levels and have been for a while now. Um, I still think the hotels, lodging companies are waiting for occupancy to catch back up. And obviously they're waiting for the uh, corporate and group components to come back, but all are very, very bullish. Which you know, as a lodging company, they they tend to be. They 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 talk about everything is uh, everything rosy. Development pipelines are are are, are rosy and th- things of that of that sort. Um, so you know, it, it, you have to take it obviously with a grain of salt. We are you know heading into 2023. It's coming soon. Um, and if you watch any news program or read the paper, everyone talks about imminent recession and what that impact could be on, particularly on companies, um, as as we know that a lot of companies' travel and expense budgets uh, were pared down. And I'm surely hope, hopeful, the hotels are hopeful that that all would be coming back sooner rather than later. But um, any kind of recession or retrenchment in the economy uh, could pull that back already we're still dealing with um uh with with not it looks like transitory uh inflation um and things of that sort so the labor issue is still there so you know hotel companies are dealing with i think revenues are better uh you'll see total rev total revenues are better rep par is better rates are, are good but it's almost like you're waiting for the Next shoe to drop, or the shoe to drop, and hopefully it doesn't, because we 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 need uh, continued strength within the market, within the industry. Um, and I think a lot of hotel companies are hopeful. I mean, look at well, I'll just talk about Marriott, not so much their Q three, but Marriott's been on on a little bit of a roll. Back in October, they announced they had acquired what was their thirty first brand, City Express. Uh, we're seeing a lot of, and it, it's a very kind of pr- uh, provincial, regional uh, acquisition. One hundred fifty two hotels, mostly through the Caribbean um, or in the Caribbean and Latin American regions. We've seen a lot of this, um, these kind of hotel lodging companies acquiring not the, not the big M and A of the past, but acquiring smaller kind of uh, like I said, regional, provincial brands to, to fill a niche or fill out their their footprint. So Marriott did did that. Wyndham Hotels it did. I think they did a, 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 a recently did another a regional acquisition of I believe it was Vienna Hotels. If my if my memory serves, I will obviously double check that on the back. But they made a small a smaller kind of regional acquisition as well. And then just what I think a week ago, Marriott um, actually announced a new brand of their uh, portfolio called Apartments by Marriott Bonvoy. Interestingly enough, it's not just Marriott; it's Marriott Bonvoy. So they're, what they're doing is um, expanding into this apartment style accommodations, which is kind of all the all the rave uh, right now. Um, but tying it into Marriott Bonvoy, uh, their very popular loyalty program. So 
you know, it's it's they they kind of try to distinguish this apartments by Mary by Marriott Bonvoy as being different from a normal extended stay product in that it will reflect the local neighborhood, which I think Airbnb was the progenitor of that. Uh, you know, these apartments in the upper upscale, I think in luxury segments they want to start at, will have separate living rooms and bedrooms, a full kitchen and an in-unit washer and dryer. This sounds like my apartment, though I, I do think maybe apartments by Marriott Bonvoy will be a, a little bit nicer, maybe perhaps than mine, but I have all those amenities. I have a separate living room. I have a, a bedroom. I do have a full kitchen and actually I am taping this recording this podcast in my washer and dryer room. So I have the in-unit washer and dryer too. But all the amenities that you would want at home now uh, via uh, Marriott's new apartment brand. But I think obviously, you know, you put something out there and I think because it ties to Marriott Bonvoy, all those loyalty members, uh, it's a very a rich amount, will kind of, you know, this is something that they'll partake in. Um, I, th- I think Marriott could really launch anything um, as long as there are points to be get, gotten, people will come. I think maybe, um, you know, the next brand out of Marriott might be uh, Ice Cream Parlors by Marriott Bonvoy. Um, and I think people would stop going to Baskin Robbins and would get their, uh, you know, Rocky Road or um, Mint Chocolate Chip at the Ice Cream Parlor by Marriott Bonvoy. I'm kidding, but he, you know what I'm saying. It's very loyalty uh, driven and tapping into that um, engaged consumer uh, set. So that's a little bit of what's going on with the ho- in, within the hotel industry right now. I want to get to our the subject of today's uh, one-on-one interview. I had the pleasure of speaking with Demetrius Manikis, who is the President and Managing Director EMEA for Wyndham Hotels and Resorts. He is a character, if you know Demetrius. Um, I actually spoke with him while I was in Manchester, England at the annual hotel conference. He's about as joyful a a gentleman as you can ever speak to. Um, Very well known in the industry. I call him the Sally Jesse Raphael of the hotel industry uh, because of his eyewear. The man, I think, probably has a new pair of glasses for every day of the week in multiple colors. But I, you know, it it makes him stand out. So if you know Demetrius, you know his, um, you know his eyewear or glasses. But we had a fan, a really great discussion that went well beyond the hotel industry. It got a little actually emotional. He spoke about he he's uh, very proud of his uh, Greek uh, descent. That's where he's from, and we spoke a lot about his family. Now, I didn't know I am Jewish, but I, I uh, I'm a, a kind of what we call a reformed. A Jew, so I, I don't. I'm not like an Orthodox. I don't, I don't practice. I don't attend services on a weekly basis. Now, he grew up in Greece, um, and we, he was giving me sort of a history of Greece, and we talked a little bit about World War II there, where his, you know his father lived through that, and he was talking about the city of Salonika, which is located in northern Greece, and I really had no idea. When you think of the occupation by you know German occupation of the Nazis, you think of you, you think of Europe, but you think of you know, you think of Poland, you think of, you know, Hungary, you think of areas not that would not be Greece, but there was obviously an invasion in occupation of Greece in 1941 of a town called Salonika, which I probably pronounced incorrectly. But, you know, at the time there were what some 50,000 Jews living there. And after the war, there were only 2000, but we spoke about kind of the, 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 the resistance um, in Germany toward the Nazi 
occupation. And it was real, you know, it was great to hear that, hear that history from him. And you could really tell that it was an, an emotional thing uh, for him being proud of, uh, of his Greek roots and kind of what they had to uh, endure, just like the rest of, of Europe did during the Nazi occupation during World War World War II. So we spoke about that. We obviously spoke about the hotel industry as well, but that really was kind of the beginning of the conversation, really a core. And I think um, it really speaks to the kind of person that Demetrius is. Very, um, very proud man. Very, he can be. A, he can, definitely an emotional, emotional guy. Um, and obviously, you know, he's. But beyond that, quite a hotelier. Uh, well, well liked. And when I say well liked, I mean, you know, if you see him on the trade show floor, there's never a time you see him alone. People are congregating around him, wanting, wanting a piece of his time, speaking with him. He was also actually on a, a panel that I conducted a couple of weeks later at the resort and residential conference that we, we were talking about, um, that he was on a panel with other hoteliers. Um, so I've had my full, my fill of uh, Demetrius Manicus, and I want more. Hope to see him soon. But why don't we uh, then, I guess, we'll jump into it. This is my interview with Demetrius. I hope you enjoy it. Um, as much as I had conducting it. I think my guys in the U.S. are actually doing a lot of stuff with uh, with Questex as well. Oh, really? In the U.S. Yes. We'll start there. It's good. To, well, yes. first of all, Demetrius, it, it's good that you're you're here with me, and welcome to uh, to Manchester. I know. Uh, I've seen you at many conferences from, <laughs> from Berlin now to, to Manchester. Yep. It's always a pleasure to, yeah. to speak with you. And I'm glad we were able to, to catch up at this yep. conference now. Absolutely. So you're busy. Well, I'll, I'll lay it for our, for our listeners. First of all, you are the president of the EMEA for, for Wyndham yep. Hotels and Resorts. Uh, and resorts. I, being an American, I know your counterparts in the U.S. very well from Jeff Bellotti you know, Chip Olson all the way down. And it's such a great company. You know, you, got, you guys have, you know, Jeff especially as a CEO, more so than any other CEO I've seen globally. He's at every conference in the front row. He's really engaged with customers, with franchisees. I mean, mm-hmm. he's really kind of like, what, what is it about? And you've been with Wyndham, I think, four or five years. Yes, now, Wyndham Hotels and Resorts. I've yes. been with four and a half years, but I've been with Wyndham Worldwide and then before that with Senden. So I've been with the group oh. for about 20, 25 years so you, altogether. You, yeah. So you, you, you've been for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I look, I, I'm older than I look what I look. So. No, no, no. You're, look, you're looking good. I like, I enjoy the beard. And by the way, I have to comment on the, on the, on the, uh, I, I, the wristwear right there. You can't. No one can see it because we're doing a podcast. But it looks like to be something out of like uh, Game of Thrones or House. No, of Dragons. no. Actually, this is interesting. <laughs> this, this, this is uh, uh, this is the South African. This is the elephant hair. Okay. Uh, it's 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 a South African tradition. Yeah. And and this is the the Chinese dragons. Oh, so, okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. You're representing so, many different. Exactly. Exactly. You have to be. You have to be multicultural. Yes. Right? Absolutely. So, yeah. so tell me about first of all. Let's talk about your, your background. I know a little about you. Live in London, but you're of Greek descent. Yep. Uh, well, yep. What is your, what is your background? And and we'll start there. Just kind of your childhood coming up in in, in Greece. And so kind of uh, I I was um, I grew up in um, in a in a Greek family. Uh, you know uh, Greeks. As you, as you probably as many other uh, nationalities around the world, family is, is, is key, is yeah. very important to us. My father, who is uh, 93 this year. Wow. Um, Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. That's up there. He did, yeah, he did very well. He, it, it was interesting, and, and a lot of people asked me, you know, where it all started. It actually started with my dad. Yeah. Um, he, he was a young kid when the Nazis 
occupied uh, Greece. Um, I, again, I don't know how many of your listeners know that, but Greece was occupied by the Nazis for two and a half years, okay. uh, the Second World War. Yeah. Uh, my father only finished first grade yeah. uh, because he didn't have the, mean, the means to go to, to school. Uh, he lost his father. He was an orphan when he was six. He had uh, seven other siblings. Uh, he was the oldest. And he had to work uh, most of his life. One of the things that he kept on telling me and my brother as we were growing up that he only put his first proper pair of shoes when he was 17 years old wow. because of poverty and yeah. and didn't have the means. But, uh, you know, he fought very hard. Uh, he, he became a very successful business person. Mm -hmm. He had his own business. Uh, he first learned how to read and write when he was 20. Uh, he didn't know how to do it before. Before, as I said, he never he never went anywhere apart from first grade. Yeah. And why I'm saying all this because um, I think it actually helped me. He he opened up a, a supermarket, then another one, then another one, and then he had a chain of stores. And me and my brother, we grew up working there, right? Yeah. During the summer. You just had one sibling. Yes. Brother, yeah, okay. just my brother. So we worked there, and this is where we learned the essence of of hospitality, really, because you know my dad. The only thing he, he knew was how to, to make people happy. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he wasn't just an owner of a, of, a, of, a, of a supermarket chain. He knew everybody with their names. Uh, he, he would engage with every single customer. And, um, you know, and he had some difficult moments, right? Yeah. It, it, it wasn't easy. Was this, in, was this in Athens? In Athens. Okay. It was all in Athens, yes. And, and, and he, he treated everybody with a smile. Yeah. And, and I think this is where both my brother and I, who's in hospitality as well, my brother oh, is, is in hospitality. Yeah, for for, for no, 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 no. He's uh, he's got the best job in the world. He's uh, he's the CEO of the company that manages all the beach clubs in in Athens. Oh, so wow. okay. so he spends some you on know beach, yeah exactly beach, all day on the beach you know yeah. wearing flip flops and, uh, <laughs> and 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 having fun. Yeah. So. But this is this is how we learn the essence of hospitality, oh, which is so uh, treating everybody with a smile. Yeah, uh, customer is always right, yeah. uh, and and at the same time, you know, he he used to say one thing. You can tell me, he said, every textbook you can read, every 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 word that anybody has written about how successful they are, there's only one common denominator, and that's hard work. Yeah, uh, you, no matter what, you have to work hard. Right, and uh, he did work hard. Yeah. He, he worked very hard, and. Uh, he, he retired, a very successful person. Unfortunately, none, neither me nor my brother, we followed his steps and uh, he sold his business. But we've learned so much. We learned so much in terms of, as I said, customers, yep. um, you know, uh, hospitality, smile, hard work. And that's, that's literally my background, you know, academic criteria and, and degrees. Yes, yeah. I graduated from, uh, from university in Greece. I did my master's degree in the UK, but that's all irrelevant. I, I think what I've learned working in the summer next to my dad and what he brought home in terms of value mm -hmm. is, is, is what has I've been carried With all you. along together today that yeah. I'm 58 years old. That, that has actually marked uh, all my, my story. Up it's now. so interesting. And in, in, um, this is the part of the, I guess, of the podcast where we can get, we can talk a little about history. Now I'm, I'm Jewish and I had no real idea that the Nazis occupied Greece. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Now, were there were there Jews living in Greece? Yes, that were, uh, that were yeah. Interesting that yeah, I've got a lot of uh, Israelis and a lot of Jewish friends, and yeah. and one thing that uh, that um, uh, probably uh, we are well known not from, we actually saved uh, a lot of Athenians and, and Greeks in general. They saved the lives of many Jewish mm -hmm. um, people around uh, this, during the Second World War. Yeah. 
as I said, we were occupied. We were occupied by by the Nazis for for about two and a half years, and uh, yeah, we we if, if if you go back to the to the history of Thessalonica, for example, which is the second biggest city in Greece mm-hmm. after Athens, there's a Jewish museum there yeah. only because the people of Thessalonica actually helped a lot of Jews escape. Um, you know, through the the, the concentration camps in right. Second World War, mm-hmm. and 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 it, and it's Winston Churchill went to the House of Commons during the war and said, "It's not the 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 Greeks that I fight the hero like heroes. It's the heroes that they fight like the Greeks, because yeah, we are a small nation and we yeah. did we didn't manage to to fight that uh, you know amazing war machine that was the the, yeah. the Nazis at that time. So, as I said." Listening to my dad or my kids, listening to my dad, because I think my dad is the last generation that will have memories of that. But that actually traumatized him and taught him so many things about life. And when my kids listen to his stories, they just cannot believe. I mean, how how can it be that you haven't you haven't finished school, or yeah. how can it be that you only wear a pair of shoes when you were eighteen years old? I mean, it cannot be. But that's true. That's true stories. Yeah. And, and, and I think. That has left an amazing mark on me and my brother as we're growing up. So. Well, I think it, it, it's interesting you bring up the whole point about how did you not go to school, but it, it actually has ties to the hospitality industry because it's actually, and we talk about the labor issue that's going on in yeah. the industry, but the hospitality industry is one of the one industries where you really don't need a degree to, you know, to no. I mean, there, there are stories about uh, uh, CEOs, I won't name it, but CEOs that have made it to become CEOs and they started out as bellmen at a hotel, you know, didn't even, gra- I know one who didn't even graduate high school. So that the hospitality industry allows you. It's one of the one kind of job fields where you can literally you can literally start as a dishwasher, and if you just put in the, the hard work, like you, you like you, you you learn from your father and make it all the way to the top. That it allows for that. I, I, you know, I speak to a lot of uh, students in various universities in in Europe, and every time they ask me, "How come you ended up with the career that you have?" I said, "It's it's not rocket science. It, this is an interesting interesting where." You gotta work hard, and you gotta love people. Yeah. In our industry, if you don't like people or you don't love people, you better stay in a lab with your with your white coat on. Yes, yeah. exactly. So you're right. There are so many amazing histories. I know. Uh, if you talk to our CEO, he he will remember the days that he was washing dishes uh, in, in 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 a big hotel. And, wait, wait, and Jeff, Jeff will yes, wash dishes. Exactly, absolutely, oh, absolutely, absolutely. He did. And, 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 and actually at Housekeeping Week about a, two weeks ago, he was actually making beds. Oh, and, right. and, 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 I, and I think that's the essence of hospitality. Yeah. No matter how, if you're the CEO or if you're the bellboy or, or the bellman, you actually got to love people to be successful in this business. Yeah. Because you see, people come to us, they either on business or, or holidays, they come to us for that week or days of relaxation and getting away from things. Yeah. And no matter, no matter, you know, the, the people work, talk about the, 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 the work mask, no matter what goes on in our lives, no matter what we go through every single day, I lost my mom about a year and a half ago. And two days later, I had to be on a conference and, and I did. And, and you wear that mask because, you know, misery is contagious. Mm. Uh, you, you don't want to, you don't want to spread misery. And, yeah. and people come to our places to have fun, to enjoy, to have a laugh. And I know it's difficult sometimes, but we have to do it. We 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 are actors. We, we're actors on stage. That's what hospitality is all about. Yeah. No matter what ha- goes on backstage or back at home. Yeah. We are actors on stage. But it's interesting. It's a um, well. Now I've lost my train of thought because you said you said it so 
so eloquently enough. But you're right. I mean, it's it's. I, th- I think from from a from a employee standpoint, some of it. I think before they used to be a very very scripted, but now I think that employees can can kind of be more. That, that's what I was getting at. Hospitality. Now I got my train of thought, Demetrius. It's it's not. So, I think it's something when you say you have to be to be hospitable. It's ingrained in you, right? It's part of your DNA. You can teach the other stuff about like you know the technology behind checking a guest in, but if you don't have that kind of love for. For, for helping people or showing that enthusiasm. You're right. If it's not ingrained with you, it's not probably for you. And, and there's no really kind of um, uh, masking that. You know, you, it's either ingrained within you or it's not. Or it's not. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And, 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 and again, uh, if, if, you're a young, if you're a young graduate today, right, and you're looking at careers, careers is not just about being behind a desk or, or being the CEO or vice president. I mean, that all sounds very exciting, yeah. but it all starts from the basics. And the basics is very simple. From the moment that person walks through the door mm-hmm. and you put your big smile on, on and, and that person feels welcomed, yeah. that is what hospitality is all about. Right. Is, is, you know what, technology, yes, great F&B outlets, yes, great beds, yes, but can you actually replace the human element of hospitality? No matter what we do since the age of time, that was what it was all about. It was about the people. But, you know, part of that is, though, everyone talks about the automation of the industry and technology and replacing kind of, you know, when we have this kind of labor gap and you have less full-time employees working working on property and you kind of fill that gap in with technology. But I think to your point, it'll always be a hospitable Correct. and you need that human Correct. touch. Correct. Look, there will be, I mean, don't don't get me wrong, there will be um, automation, there will be, you know, contactless check-in, check-in right. and all that. They, all of that will happen. But at some point in time, they will. you will need that, that's, you will seek that smile. Yeah. You will seek that advice from a, from a, a bartender saying, oh, what, what is the best local restaurant that I can eat tonight? Right. You know what? Yes, I get it. TripAdvisor will give you all the answers. Google has all the yeah, answers. But when, you, when you're when right there at breakfast and somebody delivers your food and you say, excuse me, what do, you, what do you think is the best thing to do in this town? You can Google that and Google will tell give you the yeah. 10 size. But when you hear from that guy, yeah. that, that's priceless. Well, let's, let's go back to Greece then. Where, where's the best uh, Eero or a souvlaki? Oh, yes. Do you have a special place I, I, you can I, tell I, the audience? I do. I do. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, there's one square. It's called uh, Agia Sirinis, which is uh, St. Irene. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's in Athens. In Athens. Okay. And there's a guy called Kostas at uh, St. Irene's Square. Yeah. Please go there. Uh, there might be some cues because, you know, TripAdvisor. Well, if there's, there's lines. Yes, exactly. Thing. TripAdvisor and, and Instagram makes these things yeah. uh, today. But Kostas has the best souvlaki uh-huh. that you can eat. Yeah. I love souvlaki. You know, you get a souvlaki and a beer, right. five euros, happy right. days. There's your meal. Yeah. So Kostas, I, I, I definitely advise Kostas well, at Agia Sirinis. Yeah. When tell, do you tell get to me, Athens? Tell them Demetrius sent you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell them. I love Kostas. So getting back to Greece, it's funny. I have I have my Greece story. So I've been I've been to Athens. Uh, you know, they used to I used to uh, cover before I was writing my hotels about the cruise lines. You know, they, a lot of cruises go there. But it was interesting. Uh, Dimitri, and you tell me if I'm wrong. Everyone, everyone's name there was George. <laughs> I, I, you know, the, ca- the taxi driver <laughs> took me to the Parthenon. Uh, you know, the, the guy who who served me a, a, a sandwich or whatever yeah. it is. 
Is everyone's name? Your name's not George, but is no, no, no. name George in no, Greece? No, no. I don't get I, it. I'll tell you what. There's, there's a <laughs> lot of our names. Yeah. A, a lot of our names, they come out of Greek Orthodox uh, Christianity, right. Yeah. right? So you've got St. George, you've got St. Dimitri, or you've got St. Uh, Constantine, or okay. St. St. Paul or St. John. Yeah. George is probably the most common name. Has to be. It has to be. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, you're right. I mean, Dimitri <laughs> is not necessarily that popular, but Constantine and George, they're the two names that yeah. you cannot go wrong. You can't go wrong. You cannot go so wrong. So if I go to an area and I say that name, people... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you can actually try the other. Half of the Greeks are presidents of something. Oh, okay. So if you go into into something and say, Mr. President, I think 50% of the Greeks will turn. Interesting. All right. Yeah, so they're just presidents or something. So yeah. so we love presidents and we love George. Yeah, <laughs> these are things you learn on my podcast, <laughs> Hotel Talk, where to get the best souvlaki and what to call people. Yeah, exactly. When but it's, going back to you, it's such a beautiful, I mean, I've been to Corfu, Mykonos, Oya, Santorini. Yeah, Santorini. Um, what, what about just, well, before we talk about more about Wyndham and everything that's going there, but what Greek hospitality, I mean, it's, and it's, it's uh, roaring back. I know Greece went through some economic, we're all going through it now, but they went through it even before yeah. the pandemic. But how are things in Greece right now? Look, any Greek you speak to, they will tell you that it was the Greeks who invented everything. Yeah, uh, yeah right. If you're from the, I think it all started from the Greek fat wedding, big yeah, fat wedding. Where, well, and, uh, the, the Olympic he, Games. You exactly. Know, you, you know, so so I'll tell you what, the, the, we're a very small nation. We are just 9 million people. Uh, we, we're a small nation. Uh, we've been around three, four thousand years, and 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 you know we 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 have a lot of pride about our, our past. Yes. We need to be equally proud about our future and our present. In two thousand and eight, two thousand nine, ten, we went through the worst crisis anybody can go through. You know, we we almost the country almost collapsed, yes. and you probably remember the days where there, there were no supermarkets, there were no food in the supermarkets, and it was tough. It was tough. Uh, we survived. We survived there. I think Greece is going through a rejuvenation on a number of fronts. Uh, I think tourism has helped a lot. I mean, it's our number one industry. Yeah. The Greek, the classics are becoming popular again. If Homer, if, the Odyssey. Yes, you know, yeah. if you read what Plato, Socrates and Aristotle wrote yeah. 3,000 years ago, you will be surprised that all the answers are right there in right. those books. Yeah. If you read them in today's language, you will, you will probably say, hold on, actually Plato spoke about this 3,000 years ago. So, and it, it wasn't, I mean, the Latins, obviously, mm-hmm. they, they've done exactly the same. So I think we're going through a rejuvenation as a country. Uh, investment is coming back. Tourism is, is, is uh, you know, uh, huge for us. It's it's a number one industry. Um, Lindsay Lohan has a hotel there. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So we, it, it, and there is one thing about the Greeks. We haven't lost the essence of hospitality. Yeah. We we welcome people. You know, I come from the mainland. I come from the Peloponnese. And I remember my mother, uh, when she was alive, every Sunday, she would used to cook for 10 people. And I'm like, Mom, why all this food? And she used to say, oh, you never know who might show up. I said, Mom, it's 40 years now. Nobody has showed up <laughs> unless we invite them. Right. So why all this food? And she kept on saying somebody might show up. That's nice. I think that essence of hospitality is yeah. still with the Greeks. Obviously, money and, and, and technology, it all changes how people behave. But I think the essence of our values as a nation in terms of how well we welcome people hasn't really changed. Yeah. And people can see that. Yeah. People can actually see and that. And you know, you know who the greatest Greek export is, right? I'm going to stump you on this one. Oh, my God. 
Is that what? Olive oil? No. No. Well, no. 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 Oh, and my wife will say the Spanish olive oil is always better than Greek oh, olive oil. Oh, no, 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 no. Every that time. Hurts. Every that time. hurts. That hurts. That hurts. <laughs> no. The, and, and I'm going to butcher his name. You could probably, it's a name. It's a person. I'll give, I'll give you a hint. It's a person. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, yes. Did yes. I pronounce it correctly? Yes. Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo, yes. yeah. Yes, the freak. Are you a basketball fan? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know. Uh, interesting that you mentioned Yanis. So Yanis is Nigerian. Yeah. He he came to Greece with his family. He was grown up as a Greek. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, speaks fluent Greek. Yeah. Speaks fluent Greek. Diversity at the time that he was growing up wasn't a big thing. Yeah. So he was an outcast at school. Uh, he was the black kid, black yeah. kid amongst all right. these white and his uh, brothers. Who and, was and also his, the all four brothers, yeah. all four, all four of them. He he survived. He flourished. He he became one of the most successful, you know, basketball players of our times. And he's more Greek than many Greeks I know. Interesting. Which tells you a lot about us as a nation. Uh, yes, there were times that he felt, an, you know, a foreigner. Yeah. But actually, it was a lot of Greeks that actually took him and, and said, no, you are one of us. Yeah. Uh, you're definitely one of us. Uh, and uh, as, as he says, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more Greek, uh, I'm more Greek than many Greeks. And it is true. Uh, and you see him, you know, raising the flag, and mm-hmm. I, I, I almost cried at, at yeah. the. At, at, it was a basketball tournament, national basketball tournament, recently, and him and his brother, that they both play for the Greek national team, mm-hmm. they were singing the national anthem. If you if you ask my kids to sing the national anthem, they probably yeah. wouldn't know. Yeah. And both him and his brother, they were singing the Greek national anthem louder than anybody else in in, in that team, and. Yeah. And it brings tears to your eyes because you're like, you know what? That guy is more Greek than I, I will ever be. Yeah, and to amazing. me, that, that, that says a lot. Yeah. And, and he's, he's one of our most expert. Yeah, I you're right. So. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now, there's not many Greek people that can, or Americans for that matter, that can dunk like him. Yes. No, no. He's a, he's a, and he's a, he's a great human being. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's important. You right. know, family man, great human being, somebody who respects values, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and somebody who became famous because of hard work. That's hard another work, example yeah. of hard work. Hard work know? and some gift, you know, the physical fact, gifts. Yes, because the, the fact that he's tall and he can jump doesn't yeah. actually mean anything. The guy stays on court yeah. another three hours when everybody's gone, shooting hoops right. just to, to be better. Right. So well, he has, again, he, he has to work on his free throw shooting. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. I mean, he, but the yeah. rest of his game is yes. pretty filled out. Yes. I, I yes. would know. I watch yes. a lot of him. Yeah. Um, so getting back, so when did, when did your career kind of shift where you knew that you were going to take your your ultimate career path within hospitality. Like, what was, was there a first job? Did you have a, a first mentor? Something yeah. happened to you? Was there yeah. some kind of I, moment? I, there was a moment. So, so I will never, I will never forget the first guy that I worked for. So, I in, I did my internship at the Intercontinental Hotel in Athens, and uh, we had a GM at that time. He was the cluster GM for Intercontinental yeah. for Athens, uh, for Greece and, and Cyprus. And his name was he was Irish, and his name was John O'Shea. He would walk down the stairs and it was like he was walking on water. I mean, parting the sea almost. Oh, I mean, it was amazing. I was, I was 21 years old. I've never worked in a hotel. Yeah. And I watched this guy walking down the, the you know, it was a 600 room, uh, huge intercontinental in yeah. Athens. One Luxury first, hotel. Luxury yeah. hotel. And he would walk down the lobby and he would, he would be like, oh my God, 
this is it. Yeah. That's the guy. And he would comment on your color, on your tie, and, and why your, your buttons are not. So he, he, was, he was Natalie attired. Uh, uh, he, I mean, he was in Hair my uh, makeup. Okay. I mean, the guy was like, wow, yeah. that, that's what I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. Aspirational. Aspirational. Yeah. And, and he, he taught me a lot of stuff. I, I, I what was your position? That, what was I, your was an inter- I was an intern. Oh, an intern. I, was, okay. I was moving from one department to another. I did an internship there for about a year and a half. And, and, and he taught me more things about what hospitality was all about yeah. than anything else. Do you remember um, one message he gave you that was he, stuck with you? He, he, it, it was so funny. So, so he cared about the whole thing. He had great people working for him, right? So yeah. all the departments were working brilliantly. But the only comment that he made one day, my collar uh, and my tie wasn't done properly. Yeah. So he, he, he said, and by the way, I'm not wearing a tie. Yeah. yeah I was wearing no, one earlier though. Yes, no, no, no. But he, he said, can I, can I, can I speak to you? Yeah. And I said, Oh yeah. Oh, you were say, yeah. Yeah. I said, Oh my God, I'm in trouble. He said, it doesn't matter what happens in this place. Yeah. Your collar and your tie, when you represent this hotel needs to be perfectly done. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, why is that so important? You know, yeah. how we clean the rooms. He said, if you are the first person that the guest sees when he, when he comes into this hotel, before they even see the room, yeah. I want your collar and your tie done perfectly. Yeah. I, I never I never thought that would be the case. I mean, why would guests care about my tie? Right. But later in my career, I realized that you are representing at any given point, right? Mm-hmm. Either you're having a drink at the bar or you're having a, coll- a meal with your colleagues. You actually not yourself. You actually represent the company yeah. you work for. Right. And 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 to me, that was the lesson. It doesn't matter if you're the where CEO, you are. It doesn't matter if you're the CEO or exactly. the general manager. Exactly. Or the and I know company. people don't wear ties anymore or whatever, but every the lesson that I've learned, and I will never forget, every single moment, yeah. it's a moment of truth. You represent the company you work for. And you have to be... You have to, you're the brand. Yeah. At this particular case, you're the brand. Yeah. For, to me, that's very important. Yeah, moment of truth. Exactly. Yes. First impressions matter. Exactly. If they, if they see, yeah, exactly. And that, and that for, for a guest to see that, like I said before, it could be, it could be anyone at the hotel. And, and that's the other thing. Every person who works at a hotel, at a hotel company, no matter what their function is, they're always a marketer or marketing the brand, marketing the hotel. And that first impression Correct. kind of matters. That, right, so that, that matters. Yeah. So that was your first position. And, and it looks like you got a kind of a taste of, from an operational standpoint, all that yeah. comes with running a hotel, whether it's your yep. back office, the front of the house. Yeah. So had so that kind of was your first position. How did that kind of take you? So through so that? then um, I, I worked for for uh, the leading exchange timeshare exchange company called RCI. Yeah. It was owned by by an amazing entrepreneur. It was John and Crystal Dehan, but then Crystal Dehan became the the president and the owner of the company. And I had the pleasure of working very closely with Crystal and. And, and understand her values and what she, stu- what she stood for. And then Sendant yeah. bought RCI, and, and then we all became part of Sendant. At that time, it was a huge conglomerate, $50 billion, run by, by another amazing individual, Henry Silverman, one of the biggest deal makers of Wall Street. Uh, and then when Sendant broke in, in four different uh, companies, yeah. we all followed uh, Steve Holmes, our current uh, chairman of the board at uh, Wyndham Worldwide. Yeah. Uh, and then we all became Wyndham Worldwide. And and I was lucky. I, I, I was so I was so lucky in my career because A, I had amazing mentors, people that uh, I learned quite a 
no, many, many things from. And uh, at the same time, I, I had the pleasure of working in very, various, various countries. Mm. So it wasn't just just one country. I would go to South Africa or Middle East or India. I would go to Turkey. Uh, I would go to the UK. And did you? Know, I, and by the way, you, you were brought up in Greece, but you're in, did you learn English at? A, at I a, had to learn English at school. Yeah. Uh, because you see. Greek is only spoken by 13 million people around the world. Right, sure. Nine of them live in Greece. The other, the other live, I don't know, in Melbourne. The other live in Queens. Yes, in Queens. Exactly, exactly. exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> so for the Greeks, there was no other way. Yeah. You know, you got to learn languages. Do you speak other languages? Yes, English? I speak Italian as well. Oh, I speak too. Italian okay. as well. So you're a po- yeah. true polyglot. Yes, exactly. Okay. You, 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 we, had to, uh, we had to communicate. So, so then I went to Wyndham Worldwide, um, and we, we had a run. I mean, it was an amazing company. Uh, and then, you know, Steve and the board decided to split the company yeah. and I applied. A very good friend of mine and colleague at that time, Dan Ruff, who used to be the president for Wyndham Hotels and Resorts in EMEA, uh, moved on to another job. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I thought, you know what, I'll give it a go and yeah. see see how it works. And, you know, I applied and I was I was given the position and... I'm, I've been there, very happy, growing Wyndham Hotels and Resorts together with my team in EMEA for the last four and a half years. It's pretty meteoric rise, though. To come, I mean, to come where you you're, you came from and, and kind of shoot up the ladder like that. Yeah, look, it doesn't it, happen for everyone. No, it it doesn't. It doesn't, and and that's what I say. You know, I, I I look at it very humble, and 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 I'm very, I'm very humble, and I'm very, I owe so much to the people that I've learned so many yeah. things from. And, you know, for, for a Greek guy to go all the way and be the president of one of the world's, in yeah. EMEA, for one of the world's biggest... It, it, it's the biggest a, franchisor yes, in the hospitality space. Yes, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big weight on yeah. your shoulders. Uh, it's, it's, not a, it's not just a title. You see, titles, you know, titles are easy, right? You get a title, and you, but titles you need to make the duty of care right. to the title you carry and you do it for your team, you do it for your customers and uh, for your colleagues and your peers. And I think this is very important. I, I feel very humbled that I was given the opportunity. Yeah. And uh, the, the only challenge that I see is, is I would like to see more new people, young people come yeah. into our industry. And I don't see that. Every time I go, as I said, to universities and I talk to the young students. What do they want to do? Where are they going? 50%, believe it or not, 50% of the graduates of the four top four universities in hospitality universities in Europe, yeah. they don't end up in hospitality. Even though they go to school for hospitality. What's, is, it, is it wages? Is it something no, else? No, it's because they, they don't believe hospitality to be a career, uh, you know, or they want to fast track their careers and they want right. to be, I don't know, SVPs or VPs yeah. they don't in, six, start. in six years. Yeah. And right. something else, we are the only, I don't know if you, if you know that, but we are the only, hospi- we are the only industry that in our universities, we teach people social skills. So social skills today are more important than a degree. Mm. So when, when, you, when you graduate from the Lausanne or the Hague or Lyon, you actually learn social skills. You actually learn how to behave. You actually learn how to interact with people. Yeah. And, and you know what? Private equity, the banks, all the big companies, they want that. Mm. You know, my bank manager is not a bank manager anymore. He's calling himself relationship manager. Yeah. Because it's relationships that right. matter most. So the social skills we teach our graduates 
are so important for those industries. Mm. So guess what? They're coming into these career days and 50% end up working somewhere else instead of hospitality. So if, if you ask me what is the number one priority, yes, you know, we can talk about Wyndham's growth. And yeah. of course, that that I wake up every day. We'll get to that. And, and yeah, and Jeff reminds me every day yeah. that this is what should be my top priority. But right. rightly so. But getting young people build the careers in hospitality it's it's i think it's important for each one of us yeah we should all be focused in, in especially in also not just young people but exactly women minorities the no whole, no no everybody yeah, yeah. everybody everybody but everybody. it sounds you know for you i i appreciate you being very uh you know humble and saying but and, and saying you know i'm very kind of um almost you know lucky or fortuitous but obviously you know you as a, a whatever your skill set is uh you must have a a trait or something distinct about you that it has allowed you to be recognized to say, this is the guy we want running our business in EMEA. What is that trait that you think that allows you to stand out over, you know, maybe someone else? Uh, you have to be humble all the time. No, no, I'll tell you what, I, my wife keeps on reminding me. Yeah. Uh, I, I think sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we make a lot of sacrifice in sure. our jobs. Yeah. Uh, you travel those, a lot, right? I mean, all you're, those like birthdays, before, yeah. all the name days that you meet, so sacrifice, yeah. perseverance, yeah. resilient, yeah. and, you know, always raising your hand for the next, uh, for the next challenge. Yeah. Uh, never say, never say no, you know, always jump into there, in, into it and say, you know what, even if I don't know, I will learn. Yeah. And, and, and obviously your team, you never, you know, in hospitality, you never stand alone. Right. Uh, you, your team is more important than any at any given point that what, what each one of us will be. Yeah. Because it's your team that stands by you. It's your team that that will gonna is gonna carry you in the, in the in the challenging days. And it's your team that actually delivers. Yeah. You never underestimate the the, the value of people. Yes. You know, you could be a research facility, and you you're there with your microscope all day. Here you're talking about a, com- a, a, a an industry that you work with your peers and your and your team every single every single moment of, of the day. So your team carries you, and you have to always employ people who are better than you. Because they say hire people smarter than yes. you, right? Or yeah. better than you, yeah. always, right? Always. Just make sure they don't take your job. No, no. <laughs> look, you 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 need to build your succession. Yeah. You need to make sure that. That uh, you know what you're too young though, man. You're yeah, no, no. Boy. You know what you 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 need to see. <laughs> you need to see what's next, right? Yeah. You need to build that succession line, right. and then and hiring people who are better than you. Uh, actually, it it is very important because that's how the business grows. Sure. That's how the business moves to the next the next. Uh, this is not about fear. This is not about. This is not about. Uh, you know, I I'm really I'm really happy because Wyndham. Is a company that allows you to look forward and not backwards. Yeah, you don't you don't turn to see who's who's got who's got a, a red dot in your back. You, you know we don't have that in Wyndham. Uh, we we're always looking forward. Yeah, uh, we're not worried about what is happening behind our backs because right. nothing is happening. It's all about looking forward. Let me ask you this then, and getting it back to Wyndham. So obviously, I think people can tell from my voice and your voice that you're European and I'm. American, um, <laughs> but Wyndham is very, very much a North American centric company. I'd love to know how, what the distinction is on a, whether it's a corporate level, whatever it is, the, the arm that you kind of direct here in EMEA versus the U S business. Um, 
never the two shall meet or is it very, like, is it run distinctly or is it very much intertwined? No, we are, we are, we are one company. Uh, uh, Wyndham, uh, I have the pleasure of sitting at Jeff's, uh, Jeff Ballore's executive committee and, and we meet every day uh, virtually. And, uh, and for me to, to be there together with our other, my other colleagues and, and the other presidents across the globe, it, it's, it's actually an eye-opener. We're not a North America company, we're a global company. Uh, 60% of our pipeline is actually international, not North America. Uh, I think Wyndham has transformed itself in the, in the, in the last five years. We've been, we've been a, an independently traded company. Mm-hmm. We are a truly global company. And, and what is proven, uh, actually, I, two weeks ago, it was proven in its essence because we just bought uh, Vienna House, yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is an, a European brand. And $40 million deal. Yeah, exactly. 40, 45 40, million. 45 40 million. Hotels, yeah, yeah, 45 hotels yes. or whatever. Mostly in Germany. Mostly in Germany, yeah, Austria, Austria Poland. Switzerland, yeah. Poland. And, and we bought that brand and, and it's a European brand. Yeah. And, and of course, we're going to grow it. But it's, it's a huge proof that we are a, a true global company. Uh, when it's not just about, I mean, T. Paulson and his team, they're doing a phenomenal job growing, growing our system size in, in, in North America. But yeah. we are a truly global company. And this to me is very important. Mm-hmm. And so there's not one company, there's yeah. no different division. It's one company. It's not bifurcated. Yes, exactly. Are there certain brands then that translate better to Europe than they do for, for North America? And what, what, what are those distinctions? Look, we, we were very, so we've got nine, 10 brands yeah. that we've grown here uh, in, in EMEA. Uh, 50% of our existing portfolio is Ramadas. Ramadas. People yeah. love, love Ramada in this country, in, in this region. And it's not the same Ramada that you've got in North America. Well, I was going to say it's a different... It's, it's a, yeah. a different Ramada. Yeah. I mean, if you go to my Ramadas in the Middle East or in Turkey, or they're, they're, like, they're, they're, they're different yeah, hotels, right. right? But people love Ramadas. Our Wyndham brands uh, are doing extremely well. Uh, we have 10 Super 8s in Germany. We have... Uh, we have um, about 15, 20 days in, mm-hmm. in the UK. We, uh, Turkey is interesting. In Turkey, we showcase almost every brand. We have, we are, have 100 hotels, almost 100 hotels in Turkey now. We've got trips, we've got days, days hotels, we've got Ramadas, we've got Wyndham, Wyndham Grand. Do you have a Hojo in Turkey? Uh, we have a Hojo, we have a Hojo. Uh, so so it's, it's brands, and, and you know what? Interesting because you've got all these brands, not just for Windows, but all these hotel yeah, companies. Sure. We need to make sure that the brand actually represents something. It's not just the sign on the on, on the wall. It's sure. it's the location, it's the owner, it's the segment, it's the destination. You, you it's not like a shopping list and say, okay, uh, in 2023 I want 10 Ramadas, 20 trips, and no, yeah. it doesn't work like this. If it if it has to be a Ramada, it will be a Ramada. Right. If it fits to be a trip, it will be a trip. Or if it fits to be a Vienna house, it will be a Vienna house. It's not a shopping list that, oh, you know what? This is a year that we're going to do 20 Ramadas versus anything yeah. else. That's not going to work. Is Vienna house, by the way, I mean, obviously it's your newest brand. Is that something you're looking to power charge franchise yes. across yes. Europe, from yeah. outside Germany, uh, yeah, moving 100%. into the UK perhaps? 100%. 100%. Is there? Have you? Have you put? Have, do you have Look, new deals on the on the we, table? We, we are. We is it want, a conversion brand or is it new builds? It's it's it, it can be both. Okay. Because there's challenges with builds. Well, sure. With yeah. new builds yeah. now in Europe, I think it will be more conversion. Okay. 
Um, we are, uh, I, I'm sure we're going to announce very soon our first franchise deal of, of Vienna House. Maybe a deal you made here at the annual hotel yeah, conference. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. By the way, audience, we're recording from the annual hotel conference in Manchester. I, I, I was remiss to tell you that. Yeah, we yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think the Vienna House deal, uh, the Vienna House brand has has a lot of legs to grow outside of the usual suspect countries, as, yeah. as you name them. And, and it's a brand that... Um, has a lot of uh, attributes. Yeah. Uh, I think it has a lot to offer to, to guests and owners. It looked pretty chic. I went online to check it out before. Yes. I mean, it's very kind of, what you call it, boutique, upscale? Kind it's, of. it's upscale plus mid-scale. It has some design, design very nice yeah. design elements. It has a great F&B concept. So very good on F&B. Yeah. And it's not just about tier one cities, tier two, tier three cities. Some really beautiful. Well, I think you should so. hire your friend, the, the guy in the center, the Sublaki guy, and, <laughs> and he should be. He should bring his menu into, into the Vienna house. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> think about this. No, no, no. Seriously, David, think about this. So you're sitting in a Ramada, yeah, in Istanbul, right? Ramada, Istanbul, old city, and and you're you're eating a zucker tart, brought to you by Vienna House. Yeah. Why not? You know, hospitality is about bringing those cultures together, sure, right? Yeah. Or, or you're sitting in a in a in a Wyndham Grand, and the tapas is brought to you by trip by Wyndham. Yeah. So, so that's what hospitality is all about. Brands, brands should never be in deep, like like sitting independent. They all yeah. interrelate, right? Interact to each yeah. other. So. But if I'm, if I'm at the, the Ramada Istanbul, they better have some nice doner kebab. Or oh, yes. Baklava. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, baklava, I don't know. Is it oh, Greek? Is it Greek? Is it Turkish? We debate. It's all great to me. Yes, that's an internal debate. Oh, it's, okay. it's like a coffee, you know? Yeah. You've got you've got a Greek and a Turk saying, right. oh, it's Greek coffee, no, Turkish coffee. And then you've got the Arabs who say, no, 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 no. Oh, it's no. actually Arabic. These are how wars are Yes, started. this is how the world is, is Is a funny place. Let me ask you that. I want to ask you another on a brand question too. So as you, well, in the US, the extended stay segment has become such a yes. darling of developers. Yeah, yeah. Is extended stay similar in Europe or is it still kind of, it still, it still need time to mature and it hasn't it, gotten there it, yet? We use, we use the term serviced apartments here. Okay. Uh, so we use kind of like different terminology, long stay, serviced yeah. apartments. Uh, branded residences, which could be extended stay. I think it it, it, it has amazing legs here to grow, uh, especially with the work from home and leisure yeah. and all that. I mean, you mentioned Chip also. Uh, Chip has done a phenomenal job. I think we, we signed about 100 deals on Project, project Echo. Project Echo. I got to ask you, when are you going to put a name out for this project? I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I, I like Project Echo. I think you just, I, think you I, just I, shot the project. Uh, yeah, I think, I think Echo is a Greek yeah, word, okay. so I'm in love with Echo. Yeah, you know, just go with Echo. Exactly, exactly. But, but uh, you know, Chip has done a phenomenal job. You know, he signed 120 already, yeah. and, and he's growing that brand like crazy because... I, I, and, and this is the beauty about Wyndham. It's not just a brand just because we wanted number 20 or 21 or 22. It actually made sense for the market. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why you see this meteoric growth of Project Echo because yeah. the market really needs that, that product. Yeah. And, and hopefully, not hopefully, hopefully it's not a strategy, but we have the strategy to bring that to Europe uh, very soon. Oh, good. Yeah. So it's a good, the extended state segment is becoming even more huge, crowded place. Huge, Every brand, huge. from choice all the way. Yes. Which is choice hotels, big competitor of your guys. Yes. So, yeah. But, yeah. But, but you know what? Each one of us is successful for its own merits and for its own reasons. Yeah. This is true. You know? Yeah. So we're at the 45 minute mark and I, and, and I know you have deals to make and people to see. So I like to end each of these, my podcasts with a little, eh, it's not so much a game, but 
in the in the in the U.S., there was a show called Inside the Actor Studio, right? I, I don't know if you're familiar with it, maybe no, not. But no, the, the, okay. there was the, the the man who hosted it. His name was James Lipton, and he would have you know like famous actors would come on De Niro, Brad Pitt, whoever it is, Bradley Cooper, and they would come on. And at the end of the show, he would ask them seven questions, and this was almost like a a life questionnaire, right? So I'm going to ask you these. Seven questions. I know you're not prepared. I don't prepare any of my guests for this, so it's very much like okay. you know, just off the top of your head. But I think I think you can get by with this. So okay. you re- you ready for the first yep. question? Okay. Yep. These are very. Don't worry. You don't have to think too hard. No, 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 no. Go for it. I love okay. it. Here we go. Ready? Number yep. one. What is your favorite word? Ah. Uh, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> it's not as easy as I thought. Oh. As you thought, right? No, no, no. I know. Uh, my favorite word. Uh, I I would say. Peace. Peace is my favorite peace word. Yes, favorite yes, word. peace. Yes, peace. You know, there's a there's a question I don't ask to this, and it's usually and, it, and, it, and he asks yes. it, but I don't because it's a, it's a you know this is a children's program, but it says what is your favorite cuss word? Password. Cuss word. Wow. You know, bad word. Bad word. Oh, oh, it's a Greek word. Oh, so say it in Greek because no one's going to know it anyway. No, no, no. Can I? No, it's, you can it, say it. It's a bad word though. Who cares? No one's okay. Gonna, it's, no one's going to know what it means. Malaka. Anyway. Malaka. 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 Oh, yes. shit. Everybody, shit. everybody, everybody calls everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Okay, so. gotcha. I think I can, I can understand that. Yeah. All right, next one. What is your, you said your favorite word. What's your least favorite word? Um, my least favorite word is uh, enough. Enough. Yes. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Oh, the, the sound of the waves. What turns you off? Uh... Moaning, people moaning, people moaning. Oh, yes, very nice. What's well, this kind of you already answered it, but what's what sound or noise do you love? I do love the sound of waves. You love the ocean. Yes, okay. The light, the ocean. Yeah. What sound or noise do you hate? Ambulances. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Baker. What profession would you not like to do? A doctor. If heaven exists. What would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You made it. Welcome. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Well, on that note, Demetrius, thank you so much for taking the time to sit with us in Hotel Talk. Oh, my God. Very, very, very great interview. I, pre- I appreciate you taking the time. Thank enjoy you very much. Your time I, 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 I enjoyed it so much. And uh, we haven't prepared for this so well. So it went well. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. All right, that was my interview discussion with Demetrius Manikis of Wyndham Hotels and Resorts. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I, I had conducting it. Like I said in my, in my intro, uh, fascinating man, and I look forward to seeing him again soon. Uh, for me, actually, actually a good segue. I was talking about my Jewish roots. I am actually headed out to Tel Aviv, Israel, this weekend. I'm leaving uh, for a conference, the Inter- uh, Israel Hospitality Investment. Summit, which my company Questex puts on again in Tel Aviv. I'm excited to go for the one reason that I'm a 46 year old man, Jewish man, and I've never been to Israel. There's a thing called birthright if you're uh, a Jewish that basically you get a free trip to Israel. I think when you're, you know, when you're in your high school years or you know middle school years, and I for for, for whatever reason uh, never took them up on that. So. I, uh, this time around, I, I don't want to miss out. Um, it'll be my first experience traveling to Israel, to Tel Aviv. I, hopefully, I get some time in, in Jerusalem. I'm not sure, depending on schedule. 
but I'm really looking forward to going there. If for nothing else, and I actually have the chance to do a fantastic one-on-one interview on the stage with Rafael Museri. If you know of him, well, you might not know his name, but you would know the company that he founded, co-founded, called Selena, which we were talking a little bit earlier about Marriott getting into the, you know, the uh, into the apartment trend. Uh, Selena is an is it's a platform really, but it's really about not so much just the accommodations, but all these amenities that come with. So accommodations, you know, that also include co-working places, entertainment activities. So they really kind of run. It's a, it's really an experience platform, uh, a hospitality experience platform. They have like 163 destinations. They started in Latin America. They actually went public via SPAC. Just a few, I guess it was a few weeks ago, and like any, you know, any any publicly traded stock right now, it's been up and down. They they shot up the first day of trading, but then it kind of came back down to earth uh, thereafter. But obviously, going public in in these difficult or or trying times, you have to be very intrepid to do so. But we'll talk about that on stage. I'm looking forward to it. So I'm headed out Saturday night, tomorrow night. Well, I think this November November 12th, one of those late night flights to Israel via Istanbul. So thank you again for listening to the latest edition of Hotel Talk, and we will see you next time. Take care.